Curse, can you say that again? Just for the record? Mario ate the pizza. Chris Hawk ate the pizza. Cinema 7. Cinema 7, I'm Mario B, and with me, as always, is Chris Hawk. Hello. And John Kenoki. What's up? So, how is your guys' week going? Did that sound okay? Did that sound right? Guys' weeks is going? That was a good, that was, that was a good transition, Mario. Oh, thank you. I've been practicing my transitions. <laughs> Chris Hawk, how's your week going? Um, so close. Very close to selling our house. We just have a couple herders, hurdles to get through, and uh, it's a long, arduous process, and I'm not fond of it. Uh-oh. John, how's your week going? Starting off strong? Uh, it's starting off rough, man. I worked 12 hours today. Jeez. Yep, it's that time of the year, you know, end of tax season, people coming in because they forgot to file, apparently. That's what this guy said today. I was like, what took you so long? He's like, I forgot. (laughs) And then other people owe money and they wait to the last minute to find out how much. So, you know. Yeah, that stinks. That you have to deal with all that, I guess, you know. Yeah, but it's almost over, you know. Light at the end of the tunnel. There you go. There you go. So we're talking about us, the movie Us, Jordan Peele's Us, not not as in us, the three of us. We're talking about the well, movie we, Us. We were talking about us. We were yeah. talking about us, but now we're yeah, moving on we were to doing. Jordan Peele's Us. Well, hold on. I, we didn't ask about you. How are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I got my new Wolfpack shirt. I got Ronnie uh, Finn Balor shirt because she loves Finn Balor. Oh, my God. Unrealistic uh, expectations. <laughs> So, you know, just uh, my Wolfpack NWO shirt. I'm digging it. Um, let me see. You know, we, we had a nice D&D sesh yesterday to introduce ourselves to Joey's campaign. That was kind of fun. Uh, I had a good weekend. Everyone's, everyone's female, but, uh, but, but but Mario. Everyone's female but me, so it's going to be like uh, my character is in an anime. <laughs> a harem anime? Wrong. <laughs> I don't give a shit about you. He's lawful good, and he's basically going to be like Dan from the Orville. Like, John's character's going to hate you to begin with, but then he's going to slowly no. fall in love with your, your furry charm. No. Wrong. Wrong. Dan, he, he has to be so nice that he's hated. That's the goal. <laughs> it's almost You're- like a creepy nice. You would know this if you'd watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When, so, uh, Chris Hawk, that's your goal this week. If I fit, if I finish the show, I watch the show. So, uh, where do you guys want to start with this movie? All right, well, let's just throw it aside. I mean, it's been long enough at this point. Uh, you should have seen it. SNL did a skit on it, so we can just talk about it spoiler free. Like, in, you, I mean, you should have seen it by now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just gonna throw spoilers out there. Uh, let's let's discuss uh, how Good we disclaimer. initially liked it. Good disclaimer. 
Look, I mean, if SNL's doing a skit on it, you should have seen it by now. True, true. How Did was you guys that, see skit? that SNL skit? No, I didn't. Is it, is it good? It's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I think it was the best skit of uh, last night. I mean, because it's sh- it's short and it's slightly funny. Is it one of the better skits more recently? Uh, there's been some good ones, uh, but yeah, they're they're very situational. It's a very quick skit. It, uh, re- it's um, regarding Discover Card, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so how did you guys feel about it? Did you like it? You know what? I, I did like it. I, But I think this movie requires more than one viewing. Just like Get Out, there's just so much you miss the first time that you don't process. And I think there are some stuff I did miss. Maybe some certain words when everyone was laughing or a certain background or something, but I, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I can't wait to compare it to get out and not compare it to get out, but overall definitely liked it. Mario. It is different from get out. And I think get out set the bar for him. So it's, it's hard to say, um, whether it's as good as Get Out, but I liked it overall. I thought it was, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was pretty good. And uh, he's tackling different messages in each, which we'll talk about. So, you know, um, I just can't wait to talk about that because I think that defines the movie in a way. But it's also, I don't know, there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about, but there's not a lot to talk about. That makes sense. You know what I'm getting at, John? Yeah, so I I liked it. I will uh, say that outright first before I go into... And shit on it. Um, Sorry to interrupt you, John, real quick, but I do agree with Hawk. I do think it's, you have to watch it more than once. See, my problem with it is the expectations that were set with mm-hmm. the trailers. Yeah. So it's it's set as a movie that's I mean, you think it's going to be like a legit horror movie and it's really not once you get into its message and like halfway through the movie when you realize what's happening and going on, it's more of a uh suspense. a thriller comedy suspense thing going on. It's and, less of a horror movie. And, which isn't bad, which I, right, I liked right. it. And I'm going to I'm going to go in a different direction and say that Jordan Peele himself said it was a horror movie, but I think it's a horror movie in the fact of how its message is portraying. uh, Let's just get right into the message, you know, poverty. And I think that's what is supposed to be horrible and horrific and horror about is how we as Americans treat our own and how we treat poverty. It's horrible how we treat the poor, how we treat poor people. We, we ignore them. We hardly help them. Politically, we do not. Just like our veterans, we don't help them. And that, that the movie itself is not scary, but that, because of humanity, because how we should stick together, that's the horror of it. And that's how I could see it as a horror movie. But it's not like a scary horror movie. It's a like transcendental or a like a metaphysical horror in which it's the message that he's trying to show that's horrible. Do you feel like Get Out was kind of the same thing, or do you think Get Out was more horror, Chris Hawk? 
I I think I think he's doing it in a way where they might be horror they might be defined as horror movies, but it's the message that's supposed to be the most shocking part of the movie. And that's how, you know, in Get Out it was how sub uh subconsciously white people want to be black people and how they want to they want to add them to it to their race and all that. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also a take on a form of slavery in a sense, you know? In a sense. And that's what I think Jordan Peele is trying to accomplish. And I think successfully as a scary horror movie, I'm not going to say it scared me. There were some, maybe like a couple jump scares, but it's not a movie that gave me nightmares. If that's what we're, if what we're describing as horror movies, as movies that keep you up at night, mm-hmm. make you like actually tense up. Like you know, when we went to go see paranormal activity, we would, you know, you would kind of get your hair would come off your skin, you, a, a feeling of unease. I don't think I think there were a couple parts when you got a feeling of unease in this movie, but I don't think I was actually scared. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. I I think it's I think he's it, it's weird that it's described as a horror movie, but it's like it's more socially horror. Be, it's, right. it's almost what else like would you call it. it? Yeah, it's it's. It's not scary at all, so I think it should be more of a thriller than anything. And it's ironic because the one girl wears a thriller shirt in the movie, but it, it it's definitely more suspenseful. And it's more more of a, I'd say, more suspense than anything because it keeps you on edge. And I think I thought Get Out was kind of uh, the same thing. It was very suspenseful, you know, and and it's almost like it could be a horror film to the social anxiety of African-Americans. If, you know, if that makes sense. So it, it's more a horror movie for them and, and the things that he's bringing up, I think. And at least that's the way I take it. I think for me, the scariest part of this movie was the beginning where you see the couple and their little girl. And all I could see was my daughter at a fair. And what I was thinking was, Oh shit, she's going to get lost. Oh crap! Someone's gonna steal her. That's what my dread was feeling that entire, and that was probably the scariest part of the movie for me. Just you know, mm-hmm. reflecting my own fears, but also that was just—it's just a very tense moment of the movie. I think it's the one of the most tense parts of the movie is the beginning and how it's—it's it's barely many spoken words. The music is creepy. The the dynamic lighting, the darkness, the mirrors—mirrors mirrors are spooky. Yeah. And uh, I think it's one of the better intros. I, yeah, I definitely felt. I definitely felt. I, I don't want to say I felt scared for the little girl. I guess because I didn't want her to get lost. You know, I, I wanted her to be. Oh, I didn't. I wanted her to be okay. So I was expecting something, but I still wanted her to like to be okay. You know, Jack Noki, what'd you think? So here, all right. Here's here's what I have to say. So get out to me is more of a horror movie because there are number one um i don't know how you guys felt about us but it was very predictable to me i even uh called it happening everywhere and instead of just to the family like straight tomorrow i was like this is totally happening everywhere like i leaned over yeah so i mean i i mean in the switch i i thought it was very apparent from the beginning that that happened um I just, it just was very predictable, whereas in Get Out, you don't have 
uh, that many clues to know what's going on right away. And he also is in helpless situations where in this movie, the protagonists are almost always in control of what they're doing uh, because, you know, that's the message that they are above these poverty stricken people. Yeah. I mean, they are. It's less of a, a horror movie because the protagonist is never in any serious danger that we see. Like, there's no serious consequences because they always win. Yeah. I, I, I'd i say one of the scariest parts for me, though, is the other family. You, you know what I'm talking about? Which part I'm talking yeah. about? The In the beginning, like the family and when you first meet them and you're getting used to this. Yeah, it's really good. But then when they move to their friend's house and you see that family and they turn into jokes. That's when it gets a bit ridiculous to where you're like, well, I guess it doesn't, you know, we're not taking this as serious as we could. And But again, that speaks to the message of the movie. But that's just why I feel like it's not it's not enough horror for me to classify it as a horror movie in terms of like the actual genre. I mean, I can understand how you could argue it's a social horror movie, but that's not what horror is as a genre. It's mm-hmm. creating its own genre, which is what he wants to do. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like I like the movie. I just think it un- it set unrealistic expectations, and I wish I hadn't been able to predict the whole movie. Do you think if you hadn't seen Get Out, John, would you have been able to predict the movie? Because based on the fact that the first one has a fantasy element to it, and this one does have a fantasy element to it also, if you didn't see Get Out, would you have predicted it, or is there no way to know? So the one, the one thing that I didn't, I hadn't read about his direct quote about wanting to make. Um, a series of uh, social and political commentaries when I saw this movie. I think the switch was very obvious because of the little girl when you first see her and they focus on her, like looking at her parents when they're talking to the counselor or whatever. And the other family thing, like it, it didn't make sense to put them into the movie if something wasn't going to happen to them. And as soon as she is ex- like the, uh, I, I think that we call her red, right? Yeah. As soon as Red was explaining to um I forget the main character's name, like what happened, I was like, This is totally happening everywhere. Like I don't see how it's like a twist. I, I feel like the clues were in your face the whole time. Just personally. Like I don't feel like it's like that much of a big reveal, but I guess a lot of people didn't see that coming. Hawk, like, can just you just reading. Hawk, can you see what he was saying? Can you can you I actually I only watched one trailer for this movie, so I didn't see anything coming. I didn't. I didn't figure what was happening out from the trailers. It was from the context clues in the movie. Oh, I know. I was. I didn't. So you you were totally surprised each at each turn for this movie. I wouldn't say surprised. I was. It followed a set of trends where it was not too unbelievable. When um, because it's an obvious misdirection was the family you know, goes to follow them and you you see the, the rich white family and you think that it's going to be the Reds from uh, the other family, but it's them. And uh, I did not expect that, no. Do you think it was... Because uh, <laughs> John mentioned this to me, but do you think it was weird that everyone had scissors and gloves and red suits? Nah, Amazon Prime is available to everyone. <laughs> I just I wanted to know the significance of that personally. Like I don't feel like we got that message of what the scissors, the scissors and the red suits, the red suits mainly. Like why? I mean, I understand uniformity, but the hands across America. 
I, I mean, I understand that, but like scissors, I don't get. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I felt like it wasn't as clear. I think it's the scissors were for because they were tethered, and the scissors represent them untethering the, themselves. The, yeah, the untethering, right? But it, it's kind of it's kind of a, a stretch to not explain and just have people assume because it's it's pretty insignificant. I do. I, I mean, obviously, you know, there's like these tunnels everywhere. They preface it, uh, the movie with that, saying mm-hmm. that there's tunnels being used everywhere. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I'd like to know more about it, but knowing how these movies are, it's never going to happen. I almost, do you think they should have showed more tunnels? They sh- they should have showed more of like a, a I want to know down there instead of like a boiler room type deal. I, I think the I don't even call it a plot hole. It's just. The lore behind every that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Every single person underground doing it. Like we know that Red is like a leader almost because she's like one of the only people that can talk. But how does she get everyone all across America underneath the tunnels to Dude, wear the red suits? If if they're tethered to each other and they mirror each other. But this is some sort of like government experiment, which is basically how it's explained, right? Like I, they're initially a government experiment. See, it, it, that wasn't really clear because, uh, like, it, it, I, it's almost like when someone's born, someone else is created, is what I took it as. But it, it I don't know. Uh, could you say they're clones? Could you say that when someone is born yeah, above, they're born below? I think her direct quote is like they created us or something. So it's but like without souls, I think is what they saw and but they realized there is a link between the two. Yeah, like and I'm I'm pretty sure it's a direct like cloning reference with all the rabbits and everything. Yeah. But it's I it just it doesn't there's not enough lore background there for me to like know and I kind of want to and it's kind of disappointing that we never will. Like and he's not going to do like a follow up. He's just going to create a new movie addressing a new concern. I know a lot of people were. I saw some some posts about people wanting a sequel to this, and then some. You know, obviously, people arguing it doesn't really need a sequel. You should just leave it as it is. So, John, you're you're saying you would kind of prefer maybe having a sequel to this? Or no, I don't think I don't okay. think it needs one. I just wish we could know more. Okay. I it, bet it, you. I bet you if the if you can get the screen right, I'm pretty sure you'd get background info or something. Yeah, I don't think the movie deserves a sequel because it's not a it's not about the content; it's about the message. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I could still want to know about you know an interesting universe that's basically created here. John wants to know about those par- pterodactyl sound and clones. Okay, <laughs> you mean when they yell? <laughs> yeah, when they yell, they sound like pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they sound like pterodactyls or if they just sound like. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. They, they sound like terror. You don't know what a pterodactyl sounds like. You're true. True. That's true. Chris Hawk, who was your favorite character in this movie, and why was it the boat? Because <laughs> <laughs> it ran over people. The only the only problem with that is that the boat didn't have enough screen time. He he got he his one confirmed kill, which wasn't it wasn't the dad that killed it. It was definitely the boat. So Crawdaddy one, you know us zero. It's just. Crawdaddy was the hero of the movie. Who's us? Is that the red suits? Is that what you're saying? It's, it's the movie itself. Crawdaddy oh. one, oh. us zero. Oh, wow. Crawdaddy took over that movie, okay? John, who's your favorite character? I, I honestly don't know. 
probably the main character just because of the dual role the actress had to do which i thought was really good i, I mean thought, a lot a lot of people shit all over it but i thought it was good yeah I was, I'm, it's surprising how much people didn't like her acting really people have said that no it's yeah it's i would say it's maybe 70 30 for her i've seen some negative hits in like article titles and stuff like that but i haven't actually read anything like i've seen the naive the naivety of it or the uh you know i've i've seen something about her voice but i haven't seen anything like su- like i haven't read anything so i haven't said, seen anything super negative but i i've know uh when ronnie and i were talking about it that she was saying that there's been a few reviews that have been very negative about the movie and I don't know if that's just enti- entirely because it's not, you know, maybe their expectations were too high on it fr- from Get Out, or if if it, they were just expecting a lot. I guess that's the same thing. But it, I don't know. Like, it were there a lot of negative reviews? No, no. But the, I think the most vocal about the negatives was her acting. Okay. Yeah, it's not so much negative reviews. It's uh, people just saying her acting was bad. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought the acting all around was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, all the kids, the kids, the great, oh, uh, the daughter. Oh my goodness. Amazing. So was there any other messages that you guys uh, saw? I know poverty was one. Is there anything else that jumped out at you? Chris Hawk? I'm trying to think. Uh, I think it was a pretty clean cut message. John, there's a, there's a clear, like, I mean, obviously it's, you know, about poverty and the people below us, but there's a, a lot of, like, I mean, you clearly get the rich people are, like, assholes and don't care. Yeah. Based on the family we meet, because, you know, they literally don't care, don't interact with each other, etc. I think my my favorite part of the movie is when you first meet the uh, Red and her family, mm-hmm. and she talks about how she could have taken her. Like she could have brought her with her, like lifted him up, and that's like a you know that's that's like the the message of the movie to me. It's less about how we treat them and more about how we don't help other people. Like we're like so we don't f- lift them up with a because we're just worried about ourselves. Right, we're so focused on ourselves that we don't have time for others. Yeah, and I think that's the my favorite like line in the movie is when she's talking about that. I mean, not that it's not the same message. I just think it's focused on a specific thing of helping people yeah. that are lower than you try to better themselves. I think it goes back to like the the beginning of the movie when she's watching those commercials and it's hands across America. So you're so yeah. it's it's just a program to hold hands across America. It doesn't do anything to save poverty. So we're all we're all for awareness of poverty, but we won't do anything to actually combat poverty. You can say that about most programs. Right. I mean, most uh, things, you know, like uh, I know a lot of people talk about Susan B. Conan as being very toxic because they sue anybody who, you know, does the pink ribbon, you know, and tries to bring awareness in their own way to breast cancer. Uh, But because it's their pink, the pink ribbon's close to their pink ribbon, you know, you got to, I guess you got to sue them. But it's... I know that they are one comp- one thing that gets a lot of negativity, and uh, there's there's a bunch out there, you know, that obviously also get negative uh, hits for trying to help or trying, you know, quotations. But um, 
like how uh, Disney doesn't allow you to cosplay as their characters anymore. <laughs> if that's true, yeah. <laughs> but if he's see that guy, see I, when I looked it up, that guy is one hundred percent April Fool's. There's no way it's not. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> like that, yeah. It's, there's just no way. But back to uh, back to Hands Across America. You guys know how terrible that event was. Like, did you do any research on that? No. no. It, how, how did it? It didn't work. I'm guessing. I, I, well, I mean, I guess it accomplished its goal, but like, I think I read some sort of statistic where it was like over half, like 60, 70% of the money went to advertising. Like none of, none of it, like barely any of it went to what they were actually trying to raise money for. Really? And that's, that was one of the key reasons I guess he uses movies because of how shallow of an event it is. It really, you know, illustrated how we do things that don't mean anything. Do Do you guys think that Jordan Peele, like, this, uh, as being his second film, do you think the guy is, I mean, obviously he's very talented to do something like this, but ha- how do you guys feel about him right now after his second movie as a director and a writer? Chris Hawk. And a producer. And a producer. Um, I, I'm excited. I've enjoyed every single one of his movies so far. Of course, his skits on Key and Peele. And I do want to see the new Twilight Zones, but I, I don't have CBS access, so I don't know how that's going to happen. You know, I'm, I am excited for whatever he does. I look forward to it. You know, the messages that he has in his movies are important, and they should be, I mean, they people should be aware of them. And if they're not, you know, maybe... Maybe sometimes there'll be a movie that will spur people into action. Maybe. You know what's funny is this movie is so thought provoking. We're we're being super serious right now, and I know John also worked twelve hours, so you know there's no really time to really joke about anything. But it's just funny that this movie is really getting us to to discuss and talk about stuff, and and we're not really you know why why no collusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm kidding. I don't believe that. <laughs> John, how do you feel about Jordan Peele after the second movie? I mean, I think he's doing a great job. He's definitely uh, accomplishing his goals and what he wants and making decent films. I think we need to be careful that we don't put him on a pedestal because I don't think he'd want that. Yeah. And we should not do that. We should give honest criticisms to movies. Even if they are good, we should, you know, not glorify them above what they are. Like uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Correct. I love Christopher Nolan, but it seems like if you try to criticize one of his movies, you got like a hundred people down your throat. Oh, I know. I I didn't wasn't a fan of Interstellar, and uh, well, you 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 need to watch it again. I'm telling you, watch it with me. I, okay, watch I'll watch it with, it with, Chris with Hawk. you, Chris Hawk. Let me tell you, dude. When I went to go see that movie in the theater, it felt like it felt like I was in that theater for like five years. <laughs> I, I I woke up five years. Is that older, a good okay? thing? <laughs> Is that a good thing? Oh, you. Felt like you were five years old. Like no, I felt like I was five years older just because oh. of the way the movie makes you feel. He missed the birth of his kids. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I know Jordan Peele also has taken some, I guess, criticism from you know certain demographic of people who are very sensitive. Uh, meaning, you talk about white white people, con- mostly conservative white people. Who uh, not not trying to bash conservative white people, but I know people take offense to certain things that you know they think they're being attacked, and I, I don't think he's entirely saying that. You know, I think 
And talk about his quote. Yeah, about, about uh, the uh, you know if he would ever have a white lead, and he said, "I've seen that movie." I think what he means is he he wants to be different. He wants to have he wants to have more black leads. He wants to have more. He wants to make the the Black Panthers and the Wonder Womans of the of the world. That's exactly. What he wants. Yeah, he doesn't right. want to see some. He doesn't want to you know um, give into the. Uh, the whitewashing he wants to give other people chances. And I think people taking it the wrong way, you know? And I, I think that's a great, I think it's great that he does that because Duke Winston and Lupita, they did phenomenal. And now their house, they're going to be household names because of us. Even though Lu, Lupita is already is, you know, awards yeah. and stuff, but, but Duke, the dude's going to go places. The dude's a beefcake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John, do you, what do you think of his comment? I don't know what the direct comment was. What was it? Uh, he hates white people, and he's never going to have white people in his movies. <laughs> and pa- power to black people everywhere. Black power. That's, yeah. That's kind of what he said. He said, look, here's the deal. <laughs> people are people. Yeah. And if you're the director and you have a vision for who you want to cast, yeah. cast who you want to cast. There you go. If, if they fit your role, that's fine. I mean, it shouldn't be about race. It's about what you need. And if that's what he wants to get across because he feels that message needs to be told, then I support that. John, that was beautifully said. One million percent. <laughs> now let's let's talk about the real thing we haven't talked about. What is uh, the dad's whack-a-mole skills? <laughs> oh, oh terrible. my god! Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> so did he? He only hit the he only hit the same hole, right? Yeah, he hit the same yeah. one like over terrible. and over. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. It's like a play. He's trying to win a prize. He ain't doing shit. Yeah, I feel like in a play they would have tried harder. So I guarantee he didn't almost go pro in baseball because whack a mole is hand eye coordination. You need hand eye coordination to hit a ball. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. I don't he think was so. a little drunk, I think. He had a few drinks uh, in him. He uh he was super drunk. I did I I, I wanted to bring that up because it's funny and you said we weren't joking, but yeah. I did want to ask, did you guys uh initially key on her throat getting crushed? No. So it I kinda thought about it when when she started talking and she was struggling to breathe when she talked, I was like, what I've, I've seen this before when, when like I watched a video a long time ago of this guy who had his throat crushed and he sounded exactly the same way she did. When, yeah. when did it happen? I, I don't remember when the, the, in the switch when in the uh, hall of mirrors. Yeah. When she switches, mm-hmm. as soon as she sees her, she crushes her throat. Oh, and that's why she takes her down there. And oh, when she, she can't, put, yeah, okay, okay. And that's why she always she sounds like that. Yeah, I just I feel like a lot of people didn't key in on that when you first see it. And yeah, I, I mean, if you do, it's like a huge clue, obviously. But it goes I right know, I by thought, you, I guess. Yeah, I thought that you know it's it was neat how you didn't really realize it unless you were you know ultra paying attention or you see it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Did you guys appreciate how funny this movie is? I mean, because it's it's very funny. It might be the funniest movie I've seen this year. The the moments that are funny, I, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty funny. You know, John was laughing. I was laughing. It was funny. I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. Everybody was laughing. I think I said, what the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? Chris Hawk was laughing. I saw it with Chris Hawk. <laughs> I was there. Tyler Hawk laughed. I was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was uh, laughing. He's a friend from work. I do love horror movies when they in, 
introduce a lot of humor. And I think that breaks up the tension, but also adds to attention and it catches you off guard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love horror movies with humor. Tucker, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Man. Oh my I love goodness. I love that movie. Would you say that's a horror movie? John? Uh, no. <laughs> if you, I mean, I guess if gore equals horror movie, yes, but no. But it's classified as a horror movie. I, yeah, it is. I would say one other thing that uh, probably stuck out to me was the girl wearing a thriller shirt. And you, we all know what happens in a thriller video. You know, it's kind of like a, a twist of some sorts, like where, you know, he turns into a zombie, she's dreaming, but then at the end, you know, he's the he's a werewolf or whatever. And and the and, and it relates to the end of this movie because in the end, you know, it, it's almost it's almost like the same ending with the eyes and the, you know the 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 look the mom gives the son. If if you guys get that connection, unless I'm the only one that like if unless I'm not explaining it that that well. I um so like like in thriller, I I, you know, when, how, yeah. When it's it was all a dream, was it all yeah. a dream at the end? And but it really wasn't a dream. Yeah, because he looks at her, mm-hmm. or he looks into the camera with his eye, and he, you know his eyes are different. And then when you uh, in this in in us, when she looks at, she almost looks at the camera, but she's looking at her son, and she almost she she smirks almost the same way. And, mm-hmm. and as a child, she was wearing that thriller shirt. So I, I, I felt like he kind of foreshadowed the ending in a sense. I, I, hey, I mean, he did that with Get Out, all those little details. Yeah. I bet you every, every single thing that you saw was intentional, probably. I'm pretty sure. You're probably right. He's like, he's like I'm putting in the thriller shirt for Mario because he's going to get it. <laughs> he's going to get it. He's going to catch up. He's going to catch that. Gonna, he's going to get it. He's going to get out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think maybe another underlining message I could see is uh, awareness of uh, black depression or black anxiety or uh, black identity. Yeah, and and possibly uh, mental illness, black mental illness that you know not a lot of people even in their own community focus on. So I think I think that was a message to uh me, you know Ronnie and I were talking about that. My girlfriend is is mixed so she gets she gets you know two different point of views I guess you can say honestly. I'm I'm being for real. And and you know we talked about it a little bit and she definitely you know some of the things she saw and read is uh you know that's that's a that was one of the focuses I guess is in uh you know black anxiety and mental health and and that's kind of a thing he plays on, you know, or brings awareness to. But uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention about this movie? Like, did, did I, I personally think that the twist made the movie worthwhile. At first, I didn't like the twist. I'm not going to lie. Have you seen it again? Chris no, I, and I want to. But after I like I actually this was a movie I did sleep on because it left me. I felt like the twist was too easy, but then I realized that the twist makes you sympathize for both the poor and the middle class. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it's. I think it is one of those movies that deserves another we watch. A we watch. A we watch. A we watch. Now the best part. Yeah, 
I was just going to say the best part about the twist to me is the fact that you root for the person you think is the villain the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> no, matter what, the, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, you're rooting for a villain. True. Yeah. I mean, in either sense. Yeah. That is true. Uh, John, I was going to say, uh, doesn't Chris Hawk sleep on every movie? Uh, most times, unless it's like a Marvel movie that he loves okay. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him out. We had this oh, Spider Man. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> we had to. We had this uh, slip in Chris Hawk's uh, fandom for Marvel and talk about superheroes again because you know Interstellar loved it. Look, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't sleep on that movie because it felt like I slept five years after watching that movie. <laughs> Would you say that's a good thing? Yes, it's a good thing. I don't I think don't most people would. I don't know, man. That movie, that movie felt like felt. I felt a weight on me when I when I left that movie. It was just so immense. You're, I you don't want immersed. a movie to put a weight on my shoulders. <laughs> it's like a uh, what do you call it? type of blanket, the uh, weighted blanket, just on you. You know, I came into this movie with I was carefree, and now I'm stressed. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> uh, so let's let's uh, move on. Let's give this a our. Do you want to grade? Do you want to talk about what we think next for Jordan Peele, or you want to do that after? Uh, we could. Uh, John, what do you think? Should we do that after? or Should we grade first? Let's grade it and then just uh, think what you know issue he's going to tackle next. All right. So, uh, Chris, do you have any special grading system to get out of the way? Uh, to I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it up as I go. Okay, well, John, you you give it a grade first. Uh, I think overall, I, I'll give it a seven out of ten because mm-hmm. I think I have to give Get Out a nine out of ten. And while I think this was good, I don't think it was Get Out quality, and I don't think it was just below Get Out. I think there's going to be a movie that comes out that will hit that eight out of ten, and maybe surpass Get Out, but this was not it. I agree. I, th- I think the the more things you do, the more you realize, even as an artist, like if you draw, the more you, you know, the more the thing you drew before, you're like, okay, I could do this better. You know, I could do this better. I learn, you learn from your mistakes. And I think he's going to, you know, sit down and be like, what can I do better? And what can I, you know, explain better or, or what kind of messages can I tackle that you know, uh, more powerful, I guess. So I, I think he's going to, he's only going to get better, I think. And, and it, it, hopefully people don't put him on that pedestal because, you know, people can get full of themselves in the sense, you know, and, and be, and get too cocky. So maybe the next one might be, don't say anything. Don't say <laughs> anything. All right. I won't say anything. But uh, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a, a 7.3 out of 10 because the more I thought about the, like, the thriller thing, the, the thriller comparison, I think that really made me like the foreshadowing of that. Uh, Chris Hawk. So I, I, uh, I'm going to highly recommend this movie. I, I think if you like Jordan Peele and, I, and if you like his, if you like Get Out, you're going to like this movie. Uh, if you're a fan of horror movies, I think if you've, Picture this as a social horror or a actiony horror. I think you might like it, but if you're expecting scary, I do not think you will enjoy it as much if you seek that thrill that comes from those types of movies. 
Uh, this movie has a little bit of everything. It has comedy, it has action, and it has a message. And I think the message is the most important of this movie. I, I do love the fact that he is pushing his messages and his movies and, and how they come about and the, the metaphors that he does it with. I'm going to highly recommend us for everyone to see, to go see. It's a must. It's almost a must see. Highly recommend. So uh, there you have it. Chris Hawk, highly recommend. John, 7 out of 10. Uh, me, 7.3 out of 10. I found it a little more enjoyable than Captain Marvel. <laughs> Even though that's irrelevant. But uh, let's talk about what he could do next and what messages he could he could uh, portray in his next movie or what thoughts he could provoke. Uh, so go ahead, John. I was going to say, uh, he's actually directly referenced these movies as social thrillers. I think that's a hundred percent better of a genre casting than horror movies. So do you think almost other people are just, sub, uh, just like kind of, well, I think he's creating a genre and, People don't like that. So, you know, it's like Stop it, it takes, changing some, it takes the some time quo. to adapt. Yeah. But as far as what he can do, um, I think the one I'd probably want to see most and the one that comes immediately to mind is the environment and people taking advantage of it and exploiting it. Mm-hmm. I think a, that'd be a really cool. That's a good one. I, uh, I believe that he's going to tackle uh, the most social thing there is, and that's social media. I think no, I could I definitely see that, yeah. Yeah, I think he can do a lot of things with that. Um just he could go in so many ways. And I think I would enjoy either watching John's or mine's and Mario's because I know Mario's. He has four more movies planned. I thought it was five. Uh, or was it six? I think I saw four. Well, I hope he does more after that. Just keeps him going. Maybe after what he's done. You know what he has in mind, and he's done doing those. Maybe he's gonna maybe take uh, other jobs. Like he's gonna be like, I'm open to direct whatever people will hire me for, type of thing. After he gets his, you know, series out of the way or his uh, his own genre. What you think, Mario? I don't know. I think he's gonna stay away from technology because that's kind of a Black Mirror thing. I think Black Mirror focuses on technology. And there's, I think he's going to stay away from that. He's going to do more uh, things that scare people more socially. Or I think he might do like, uh, I have a feeling he's going to tackle maybe police brutality next or some kind of like hierarchy of like, you know, you go to a town and and the town's almost against you because you're African-American or... Kind of like a mixture of Get Out and Us, in a sense, but more like a, like the crazies, I guess, type thing. Okay. Or hill or hills have eyes type of deal, but more, but in a more structured town. That's that's what I would guess. We can never have enough movie about never enough movies about racism. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying. You know, I, I think I'm being serious. I was being serious. Oh, like, okay. I, I, I just, I, I just feel like that's something he's going to tackle next. I, I think he's going to stay away from technology. He might tackle social media in the sense of like catfishing or something. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about, or just 
or just like just ha- fake news like, and and reading in the stereotypes just everything everything okay. involved with it i was gonna say i would like a, a meme culture one gosh damn it meme culture is destroying the gosh, world meme culture is destroying the world i think he's definitely gonna ta- he, i mean if he tackles that that's they might tackle that on on uh what do you call it twilight zone can we just say that Tim Heidecker has got to be in the meme culture movie? <laughs> he, can you guys tell he was my favorite character? <laughs> my favorite part is uh, his part in the house. What about him drunk on the docks? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, he he definitely wants to do a uh, you know human focused things so it won't be direct technology it'll be more technology focused on what we do with it but i mean social media could definitely be one but i mean you know i'm excited to see where it goes because i mean both movies have been good yeah in a variety of ways i think you're right i think it i think if it is technology it's definitely social media and it'd be like you know racial clout chasing or something is there anything else you guys wanted to mention? Any news you heard or things that were coming up this week? Hey, John, how would you feel if Oscar Isaac was Batman? <laughs> if he'll stick around long enough to, for them to actually do something in the universe, then I'll deal with it. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The number one DC EU killer. The lack of actors with commitment. True. All right. Um, well, with that, we're gonna we're gonna sign off. I hope you guys enjoyed our us discussion, and you know, saw the same things that we did, and a lot of the things that people have seen. Or I hope we we brought new things to the table, and I hope we had a discussion that maybe opened your eyes on some of the things you were thinking about. You know, that you didn't see uh, entirely uh, in that way. So if if you know if we're unique in that sense then and you saw it that way i appreciate you uh but with that for us we're gonna sign off uh you can look us up on social media uh all social media twitter facebook uh vero uh instagram cinema seven underscore pod uh if you found us you obviously know how do we spell seven with the number seven e-v-e-n you know we're on patreon if you want to support us you want to support the podcast uh there we had different tiers on there uh you know you get like a sticker you get a t-shirt depending on how much you donate but uh even if you donate just a dollar john will mention you on every podcast and uh you know we we are looking to have more guests so you know even if you donate and you are a supporter we'll 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 bring you on the pod and you can uh, definitely talk to us and and uh or just reach out to us if you really like us and you know we'll we'll take your suggestions or anything because we are open to other people's opinions and we are open to we're open to all that so you know more discussion is always fun and and theorizing and and uh yeah all that good stuff audible slash trial (sighs) cinema damn it john can you correct him damn it uh, audibletrial.com slash c7pod gosh and the quote John Kenoki it's always going on so get get that 30 day free trial and get that uh, free audiobook and with that Chris Hop send us off 
So as always, from us at Cinema Seven. Hold on, hold on. Thank you. What? 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 Doppelganger Chris Hawk, send us off. Resurgence.